If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. The Ghostly Piano I live in a quiet suburban neighborhood, but not just any kind of neighborhood. I inhabit one of the six houses within a cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac life is a little different than most neighborhoods. The only people who drive by are residents or people who made a wrong turn. It's the most serene section of the entire area. Five of the six houses are typical modern-looking suburban homes. The sixth house sits at the end of the cul-de-sac. It's set back much farther than the other houses. It's an old Gothic-style Victorian house with a prominent turret on the left side, an arched window with a window walk on the other side, and elaborate over-the-top trim. I lived in my home for over 10 years, and that time nobody has lived in the spooky house at the end of the cul-de-sac. It's vacant and weather-beaten. At night it disappears into the darkness. During the day, it's nothing but an eyesore. I was in favor of the old home being torn down. I figured it was only a matter of time before it became a magnet for juvenile delinquents and vagrants. My neighbors all seemed to be in agreement that we would never have to worry about such things. They claimed that the eerie house, which cast a dark shadow over our tidy neighborhood, was haunted. Nobody would ever be brave enough to enter through those ominous doors. My next-door neighbor said he sometimes saw a light on in the unsettling house. The neighbor whose residence is closest to the house said he once heard voices coming from within. Another claimed that he actually heard piano music one evening. I thought it was all a bunch of nonsense, and even though we hadn't had any issues with any riffraff as of yet, I knew it was inevitable. It was a stormy night when I arrived home late from work. My husband wouldn't be home for several hours. He was at an Iron Maiden concert. I'm not a heavy metal fan, so he goes to those types of events with his buddies and leaves me out of it. I'm an admirer of classical music. I'm actually a classically trained pianist and give piano lessons as a side hustle. When I pulled into the driveway, I was surprised to see a glowing light coming from the top window of the spooky house. The light had an orange hue and was flickering. It must have been lit by candlelight. In all my years of living in the cul-de-sac, I never saw any lights on in that creepy house, not once. It led me to believe that the expected had finally happened. Some squatter had taken shelter in there or some young punks were using it as a party palace to get drunk and high. I feared that our very quiet, peaceful area of the neighborhood was about to be disrupted by vagrants, so I was going to call the police. I was halfway up my driveway when I heard the music. 
Someone was playing Johann Sebastian Bach's Toccata and Fugue in D minor. The dark, sophisticated melody seemed to be amplified by the storm. I found myself standing frozen in the storm, staring hypnotically up at the wavering light in the window of that horrifying house. What I was hearing was unfathomable. I had never heard such a hauntingly beautiful rendition of that classic. I found myself walking in a trance-like state through the stinging blades of rain toward the threatening home. As I got closer, the music intensified, and I could feel it penetrating my bones. It was calling to me. I couldn't resist it, nor did I want to. I carefully ascended the rotten stairs of the front porch, pulled open one of the gloomy double doors, and stepped inside. The moment I set foot within the intimidating structure, the music stopped. Hello? Don't stop! That was stunning! My request was denied. All I could hear was the relentless rain pounding away at the ancient roof. Hello! Still nothing. I stood alone staring at the cobweb-infested insides of the dreary house. A streetlight outside cast enough light within for me to find my way through. I noticed several rather magnificent details of the home such as the rib-vaulted ceilings, arched windows, and a wood-carved gargoyle atop the newel post at the bottom of the stairs. Is anyone up there? There was still no response. It was insane for me to venture any further into the so-called haunted house alone, but I was determined. I pushed any fear I felt away, and I defiantly started up the stairs. The staircase was wide and the steps were worn and slightly indented in the center from years of heavy use. When I reached the top, I turned my head to the left. There was a room at the end of the hall. Its door was ajar. And that's when I saw it. A classic Chickering Parlor Grand Piano. It was breathtaking. It was of the double spade leg style variety. The mahogany wood, even in its dull and deteriorating state, was glorious. No wonder the music emanating from this perfect musical tool was so rich and powerful. I stepped up to the piano and delicately ran my fingers over the keys. That's when I realized the piano keys were caked in dust, as though nobody had touched them in decades. But that couldn't be. I. I had just heard it. I didn't even want to attempt to understand. I was simply grateful that my ears were fortunate enough to hear what I know I heard. When I noticed a grimy glass tip jar sitting atop the piano, I reached into my purse, withdrew a $20 bill, and pushed it through the cobwebs into the bottom of the jar. Whoever just played that majestic classical magic deserved it. I hoped it might entice them to play again one day soon. The Ghostly Piano The Piano Player Some people call me a squatter, transient, drifter, floater, wanderer, or a vagrant. Maybe I'm all of those things. 
or none of those things. I'm not sure. I just know I can't help but gravitate toward any vacant location that has a piano. I love pianos. Any kind, really, but when I find a classic grand piano, I know I've found a home. When I sat down at the classic chickering parlor grand piano, I closed my eyes and let my fingers be free to do what they do best. I was on fire. My fingertips were gliding over the ivory like a world-class skater over ice. I swear I could feel myself glowing. When I heard the front door open, I stopped playing and hid. I couldn't let anyone find me. I could be evicted and I did not want to be apart from this preeminent piano. I hid in the closet but watched as the voluptuous woman cautiously entered the room. She gawked at the piano much like I did. She admired it, appreciated it, respected it. I noticed that she seemed mystified as she ran her fingers over the ivory. I wasn't sure why. I must say, I was curious as to what she placed in the old tip jar that sat atop the piano. I found myself anxiously awaiting her departure so that I could see what it was. I waited until I heard the front door to the house close before I crept out of the closet and approached the piano. I smiled as I peered through the tip jar and saw a $20 bill staring back at me. She admired my playing. I reached in to withdraw the $20 bill and was mildly surprised when my hand passed straight through it. <laughs> it's funny. Sometimes I forget I'm a ghost. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon.